Welcome to another life-changing message. So born again, Jesus, amen, gets you born again. Go to, go to verse 4 and 5. Go to verse 5. Jesus answers. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born, now leave the water and the spirit. Let's just stay. Remember the first time we said born again. Now we're going to say born of. So ask me if I'm born again. No, I was born again. I'm no longer born again. I'm now born of God. Because when I was born again, I was a baby. I'm no longer a baby. I went from being a baby, I became a toddler. From a toddler, I went to an adolescent. From an adolescent, I went to a young man. Now I'm an adult. I'm a father. As a father, I'm not born again. I'm born of God. Why? Because I'm a new creature. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. He's got a new DNA. The DNA is spirit. I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. The body is the smallest part of my dimension. Why would I want to move around in my body when I'm a spirit? Okay, so don't believe me. So Matthew 4, Jesus says, let's go over to the other side. When they get to the other side, they meet a man called Legion. Legion in the whole Bible is the first case of demon possession. Prior to that, in the whole Old Testament, you only had demon oppression. No demon possession. So, so what happened? Between the book of Malachi... And Matthew, there's 430 years of silence and darkness. What was happening? Let me tell you what was happening. The highest realm that the Old Testament people were in was the soul. Because remember, God, God, in the book of Genesis 2.5, God breathed into Adam. Adam became a living. And God said to Adam, now there's two trees. You can eat of all the trees. But of that tree, you don't eat. Because in the day you eat of that tree, you will surely so Adam, a living soul, ate of the tree. He was no longer a living soul. He was now a dying soul. So Adam, Romans 5, 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. So every single one of us got the, the, the dying nature of Adam. So everyone in the Old Testament born was born into a dying nature. Adam gave it to them. They got it by inheritance. So the highest realm that they were in, they were dying souls. So the highest realm was the soul. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus comes and meets, meets the man called Legion. Legion means 5,000. Now wait a minute. What is the, what's the size of a demon? A demon is not omnipotent. So a demon cannot be in more than one place at the same time. So in order for the demon of Brooklyn to have jurisdiction over Brooklyn, the demon must be able to cover Brooklyn. Okay, so Legion had 5,000 of those in him. Touch a person next to you say, how big are you? Oh, let me tell you how big you are. Let me tell you how big you are. As a spirit, you don't live in Brooklyn. Brooklyn lives in you. Here you are sitting and stressing and wondering how you're going to get gas for your car. But Brooklyn lives in you. In the meantime, you're living to your wrong dimension. So watch carefully. Except a man is born of water and the spirit. God is a spirit. John 4, 24. 
God is a spirit. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, now, born again, born of. Go to 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Go check it out. What happens when you get born again? What happens when you transition to Christ? What happens when you're born of? What do you do? And you poor. Whatsoever is born of God, you rule the world. You overcome the world. There's nothing in the world that can touch you. Why? Because the DNA of God is formed in you. You are no longer just in Jesus. You've transitioned to Christ. So if any man is in Christ, you the new creature, the new creature's spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, man is a spirit, has a, a, a soul, lives in a body. So you live in your body, you exist in your soul, but you abide in the spirit. If you abide in me and my word, when you're a spirit and you read the word of God, the word of God immediately becomes flesh. So you take the word of God and you are able to apply the word. How do you apply it? You apply it the same as Genesis 1-3. You say, let there be. Because you're in his dimension. And so you learn that your most, your most powerful weapon is your mouth. Because you can create. The Bible says you will eat the fruit of your lips. The power of life and death. That's not to everybody. That's to the ones who become spirit. That's why. That's why. What is the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit is the first thing that grows in you. Why? Because major power needs a steering wheel and a brake pedal. Because of the amount of power you have, God realizes, I've got to give this one love. Because if I don't and someone upsets you, you turn and say, you'll die in two days. The person's gone. Come on, tell someone, I got to be born of. I got to be born of God. Tell someone, say to someone, it's happening tonight. It's happening right here, right now. Oh, sorry. Okay, so let me, let me close this. Let me close this. Now I'm doing two messages in one. So what I need you to do is, here's what I need you to do. Because if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. So I don't care what sickness your, your mother had. I don't care what sickness your father had. You have a new bloodline. So basically all sickness in your whole family line stops with you. It goes no further. So your kids are going to be the most healthy children that have ever lived. Why? They come straight into the new bloodline because of you. So all you do when you come into Christ, you, you reach into the spirit, you take out a spiritual ex. And you say, okay, now I'm going to deal with my family tree. Because, you see, because many of you, your parents might be late. And so your parents might have died. And you say, well, when my dad died, he left me nothing. No, he didn't leave you nothing. He left you something. He left you poverty. Don't say you got nothing. You got, you, you didn't, you, no one gets nothing. Everyone gets something. I sound like Oprah. Everyone gets something. You got poverty. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, everyone gets something. 
get something. You get something. We all got something. I got poverty from my father. So you know what I did? When my dad died, I said, I love you with all my heart. So my dad was a preacher, took out the family, took out the, my spiritual ex, and I started to chop the family tree. My dad had high blood pressure. I chop it off in Jesus. I don't want that. I don't need that. Tell my brothers and sisters, you all can decide you which of you want that. <laughs> Sugar diabetes? No, thank you. But hold on. I look just like my dad. I'll keep that. And my dad loved my mom till the day he died. Ah, I'm not touching that branch. But my dad had a bad temper. I chopped that off. And my dad was poor as a church mouse. I chopped that off twice. Chop it off. Chop it off right at the root. Completely. Am I making sense? I'm making sense. Come on, let's just take a minute. Can you just stand quickly? Take out your spiritual axe. Just start, just start pruning. Just, just pr don't chop the whole tree down now. Just, just chop certain things off. Just say, I don't want that. I'm, I'm in Christ. I'm a new creature. However, I'm, I will take some stuff, but I'm not taking that. I'm not. So what you do is, you spiritually, you begin to prune. Just take some stuff off. You just take it off in the spirit. You just say, I take that off. The, the line of poverty ends with me. No one after me will ever be poor. It stops in me. I chop it off in Jesus' name. It's part of your process. I don't need that. I mean, some of you, your, 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 your dad, your, your mom never had a driver's license. I chopped that off. I'm going to get my, I, I'm going to have cars. How can I not have a license? I mean, nobody in your family ever had a degree. I chopped that off. And so, so here's what's happening. Every single one of you is chopping. You're chopping different. So you've got to tell your neighbor, chop your stuff. Don't worry about me. I see you worrying about me. Let me do my thing. You do your thing. Do your, I'm doing my thing, yeah. You do your thing. Say, you're doing a lot of chopping. Say, I got a whole lot of chopping to do. I'm pruning in Jesus' name. I cut it off. I cut it off. And your mom could never stop smoking. Do I want to smoke? No, thanks. I'm taking that off. And great, great granny died of lung cancer. I chopped that off. I don't want that. I will die old, full of days and healthy. I'll go to sleep and I'll just die. And that's how I'm going. And so, and so in your family, a whole lot of young boys died before their time. Uh-uh, not this one. I'm in Christ. Well, I will live until I'm old. I'm in Christ. Tell someone, I'm transitioning. Touch my blood. That's right. So, so, are you following me? Are we done? Sit down. Sit down. Let's finish this. Let's finish this. Yeah, come on. Listen to me. I can sense your spirit. I can sense, I can sense. Some of you are like a volcano. You're almost like, I'm going to erupt. If any man is in Christ. So watch carefully. Come, let's go to the highest dimension of Christ. Go to John 4, 4. 
Somebody say, woo! Yeah, come on. This is, this, is, this is not about someone running up and down here and then prophesying big stuff on you. No, no, this is your practical ministry. You are applying this to yourself. You are transitioning. Listen, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open the door beyond the cross. You're going to cross the cross yourself. You're going to walk through the door. You're going to enter the way. Watch this. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Now he says that straight after he's been dealing with Lazarus. You've got to understand, when Jesus, when Jesus was on the earth, Jesus stood between Jesus and Christ. There's many times he said things, he never said it as Jesus. When Jesus said, I am the door, he was speaking as Jesus. But when he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that was Christ. Because when you reach the door, come in, you come in, don't you? If someone's at the door, come in, because I don't want to get up watching the game, come in. I mean, you don't leave the game. Come in. It's the game. It's like, come in or stay out, but make up your mind. I'm watching the game now. Are you with me? So what's happening is many churches preach Jesus only. The result is people come to the door. Now the people all stand in the door. Now no one else can come in. So the church stays small. That's why we can't get numbers. The people are congregated at the door. They haven't come in, crossed the cross, entered the way. What is the name of the first church in the book of Acts? Why would they call them the way? Because they'd already crossed the cross. They were now in the way. The way leads to truth. The truth leads to life. Life is in the kingdom. Okay, so watch. Let's go through John 4.4. 4. Watch this now. And he must needs go through Samaria. Why? In John 4, 4, Jesus goes to Samaria and meets a woman. He goes to the well. He says to the woman, give me water to drink. She says, I'm a Samaritan. How be it that you, being a Jew, ask me for water? Jesus says, if you knew who I am, I'll give you water. You'll never thirst again. She says, give me some of this water. He says, go fetch your husband. She says, I have no husband, sir. He says, you've answered correctly because you've had five husbands. And even the one that you're with now is not your husband. Let me tell you something right. I don't care what your past is. When you meet the Christ. When you meet Jesus. You get a whole new beginning. Okay. Then, then the Bible says. And then she went into the city. Go to verse 29 please. She went into the city. After talking to Jesus. In the city of Samaria. What did she say to them? Who told me all things that I did. Now, she says, is this not the Christ? Jesus can never be the Christ on the basis of a question. So she goes into the, into the town. What does she say? Come see. Amen. Hold on. Come see who? Amen. Who did she meet? Amen. A man. So she went into the city and she preached the man in full. Go to Acts chapter 8 verse 5. Watch what happens now. So when we meet sinners, we're supposed to preach the man. Because that's what she did. When you, when you meet sinners, you talk to sinners, you preach Jesus. You preach the man to them. Okay, so Philip went down to Samaria. Wait a minute. So when Philip got to Samaria, Philip could not preach the man. The man had been preached. So what did he preach? So Philip preached the power of God, the wisdom of God. Go to the next verse. Let's see what happened. Wait a minute. So people with one accord gave heed unto those things Philip spake. 
Hearing and seeing what? So where's the miracles? Okay, go to the next verse. Oh, there we go. There we go. Now we're now we in the game. Now you know why I play 10 seconds. Some of you know my 10 second game. Now you can see why I do the 10 seconds. For unclean spirits. Nobody laid hands on them. The unclean spirits came out by themselves. Staying and argue the demon for 30 minutes. When you're in Christ, you tell that thing in 10 seconds. Hey, get out. I mean, you listen to me. Listen to me. Christ is a weapon. You come into your house. When you walk in your house, you and your wife come in. Like, oh, babe, it was a lovely supper. You got plans. You go, oh, babe, what a beautiful. Oh, yeah. Come on. As you put on the light, there he is. You're like, brah. He's also. So now you, 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 you. But then you realize, hey, hold on. Hold on. I got a Glock. So you're like, like, can I help you? <laughs> Babe, get behind me. Because I'm about to. So hold on. So, so you say to him, get out. Are you going to take 28 minutes with him? Is he going to take 28 minutes to leave your place and you got a Glock in his face? I'm saying to him, I'm, I'm going to fire a warning shot. The next one is through your head. I'm African. Why are you standing here casting out a demon for four days? And you have a Glock. You have the power of God and the wisdom of God. Here's the problem with you. You don't even know your own power. So she starts manifesting. Frothing at the mouth. All kinds of things. Rule number one. You sit, you discern. Don't just go lay hands. What am I dealing with here? Because it could be hurt. When it's hurt, don't cast out the demon. Cast out the hurt. The demon's hiding behind the hurt. The demon takes the hurt and leaves. Okay. So I come in. The door's behind you. Sometimes, you know what? Some of you got so much attitude. When you come in and he's in the house, you just like, you know the sound. You're like. You don't even talk. Because if I talk, I'm going to blow you. I will pop you. So sometimes when a demon manifests, just. In the name. In the, for what? For what? Touch your neighbor, tell your neighbor, you got to get a new level of authority. Watch what happened. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. No one laid hands on them. No one. Here's another thing. If the demon starts manifesting by itself, you never started it. Don't try finish it. The power of the presence that got there. You got to just say to the Holy Ghost, empower me quickly. It's going to take us five seconds. Why? You, listen, we don't come to church to cast out demons. We come to church to worship God. Yeah. Don't let that demon get in the way of what you came to do here. Yeah. You spent 30 minutes of God's time with a demon. Yeah. 
come on. Touch someone, say, step up. You give the thing 10 seconds. You don't tolerate it. Another thing, if it wants to spend half an hour, no problem. Say to it, okay, look, I'm not going to argue with you because I see you're holding on. Pastor, you, you paying the rent here. Let this thing negotiate with you then it can chip in on the rent. Because if it's going to stay here this long, it might as well help pay the rent. I mean, don't even go that far. If you've got a tenant in your house and they don't want to pay, what are you going to do? As they come back from town, they're like, and these bags that those are all your clothes and stuff. Don't even come past the door. Door's locked. There's all your stuff outside the door. You do that with a tenant. Why are you going to sit and tolerate the devil for 30 minutes? Oh, come on. Come on, we've got to get our game up, man. See, there's a whole culture of casting out of demons. It's not spiritual. You know, don't sit and negotiate with this rubbish. You take it and you tell it, your time's up. I came here to worship God. You're getting in the way of what I came to do. Get out. Get out. Get out. Have you ever seen, a, you, ever, you know your mom, your mom says, yes, ma. Yeah, yeah, I'm gone. That's how you talk to a demon. Like, get out. And you tell her, say, I'll call my wife. You will be sorry. I'll call my mother. You cry for the, you cry for Lucifer when we finish with you. So he preached Christ, many unclean spirits. Verse 8. Now watch. Watch what Christ did. There was great joy in the city. Other interpretations say there was a revival in the city. The preaching of Christ brings revival. So I'm not saying don't use the name of Jesus. Don't be silly. But just when you use the name of Jesus, you know he's the Christ. And so when you pray, you say, in the name of Jesus. Because I mean, in Mexico, there's a Jesus Sanchez. <laughs> Jesus. No, not that one. So it's Jesus Christ. Just let the demons know which one I'm referring to. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That one. I mean, you say to the demon, in the name of Jesus, like, Sanchez? Like, no, demon. You got a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, you people are naughty. All right, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's put this down quickly. Okay, so... Okay, go to verse 26. So watch now. Philip preaches Christ. Now I want, I want you to watch the dimension this guy gets into. Philip gets into a dimension that the church must still access. Now the reason I'm preaching it is because you people are hungry for God and I'm trusting God. Listen carefully. I'm trusting God for some of us to start accessing this dimension. This is the dimension I'm going to. I want this dimension. Watch what happens. Now Philip pre preaches Christ. Miracles, signs, wonders. No laying on our hands. It's just happening. So we got to get to a dimension where we're no longer laying hands. Where, where you understand the aura of Christ. Now, Christ forms by a seed. How long does that take? It takes one minute. Because in the spirit, the spirit is outside of time. So many people are like, okay, so now 
oh, my little children. So Paul is talking of toddlers. So in toddlers, Christ must form. Don't, don't think of things naturally. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered? Because, I mean, Cain kills Abel. And then he runs away to the land of Nod. And he finds a wife there. So where do those people come from? What, you've been asking that question? So, 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 so where did the people come from? So someone said God created them? No, God never. God never, because everything God does, God does by a seed. So Adam is taken and he's put as a seed in the Garden of Eden. I showed you Genesis 2.8. And then the garden is put as a seed in the earth. Because God wants Adam to make all men into Adams. And then God wants Adam to make the whole earth into an Eden. Because Eden's a portal through which God comes. So I know where Eden is. I can take you there. Because Eden's got the tree of life. The tree of life is still in Eden. The physical tree. But now we're living in the spirit. We're no longer in the physical. So where's the tree of life? The tree of life grows in you. The fruit. The fruit of the spirit is the fruit of the tree of life. When Christ is formed... By a seed. And I'm going to get to that now and show you how the tree of life grows in you. And how you cultivate the tree of life. And make it grow bigger. Oh, you're not ready for this. Okay, so watch this. So in the book of Genesis 2.5. In Genesis 1.26, Adam is created a spirit. In Genesis 2.5, he gets a body. But he's a living soul. But he's living in the glory. Now, in the glory, the glory is outside of time. That's why whenever the glory manifests, time stands still. Because a thousand years is as a day with the Lord. Because God's living in the glory. In the glory, there's no time. So if, so if the glory manifests right here, right now, all our watches will only show one time. You know what the time will be on the watches? Now. The glory is now. That's why now faith is. Because faith is glory. Okay, so when Jesus goes to, to, to raise Lazarus from the dead, Watch what happens. When he gets to the grave, he says, show me where you've laid him. So when he gets to the grave, he says, Lazarus, come forth. But it's already the fourth day. So rigor mortis has set in and Lazarus is already decaying. So what happens in the grave is this. When Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus' parents have intercourse in the grave. Lazarus is born, becomes a little boy. He grows up. He goes to school. He then <laughs> becomes a young man finds a girlfriend, finds a wife, and then he reaches the point of death and then Jesus stops it. It all happened in the glory. Because it's in a, one second. In one second, it can be a thousand years. So here's what happens. Adam and Eva in the garden. So what happens is, they husband and wife. Because after they fall, God says to, to Eve, he says, in pain will be your conception. Okay, hold on. So if after the fall, a pain is going to be a conception, a lot of things were different before the fall. So what was, so then Eve is only named after the fall. Her name wasn't Eve. Her name is in the Bible. What was Eve's name before the fall? Adam. Go to Genesis 5.1. So they were all Adam. She was Adam as well. So if, if Adam had not sinned, all our names would have been Adam. But when God said Adam, we'd know which Adam he's referring to because it's spirit. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, stop limiting the spirit. 
Genesis 5.1. This is the book of the generation. God created in the rights of men, created in him. And verse 2. What did he call their name? He called their name Adam. Her name was Adam before the fall. He had to name her Eve because now he's in time. Okay, so watch what happens before the fall. So before the fall, Adam and Eve are kissing. Adam and Eve are, Adam and Eve are having fun, doing what mummies and daddies do. Okay, you ready for this? So watch what happens. Adam and Eve are mommy and daddy. Okay. And then they go to sleep. The following morning, there's a knock at the gate. When they go to the gate and open the gate, there's a nation standing at the gate, which is a result of last night's intercourse. It's in the glory. Because God wants him to populate the whole earth. Okay, so hold on. So hold on. Uh. Can I rewind that? God is not going to create a nation. The nation is in Adam. When God looks at this woman, God doesn't see a woman. He sees a nation. When God looks at the sheep, he doesn't see a sheep. He sees a flock. When God looks at a tree, he doesn't see a tree. He sees a seed. In the seed is a forest. So a thousand years is as a day. So what happens is Adam and Eve are mommy and daddy. So what they do is they're kissing and they're hugging and so forth. And then the following morning, there's a nation outside the gate. It's in the spirit. It's in the glory. There's no time. So those people could have been outside for a thousand years, but it's a day. God's not making a nation. The nation is in Adam and Eve. So when Cain leaves, there's a whole lot of nations outside the gate. All Adam and Eve's children. How do we know? Because Jesus dies and in his death, what do they do before he dies? They poke him. So they stab him in his side. What does he bleed? The last of his blood and they broke his water. And we are all the result of that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Process. Process. Oh, God. Process. Process. Now, come on. You can go right ahead. Yeah, it's about that time. Process. Stop thinking natural. You're a spirit. Things in the spirit don't work like they work in the natural. So what you're doing is you're limiting things. So you do it in your, in your financial life. You're limiting God. But I only got a salary. I can't. God is saying, you're a nation. God is saying, you're taking and you're limiting me. Break out. You got to tell your mind, break out. I need that man. Are you? Hang on. I'm glad. I'm glad we're right here now. Because are you understanding how many of you, many of you, there's an international ministry inside of you. Many of you, there's multiple businesses. Yes, the problem. Your businesses are all in your spirit and they just can't get past your mind. God is like, you're thinking carnal. You're thinking carnal. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded. Life and peace. 
But what you're doing is you've got this limited mentality. Everything must, everything must work here in this little process of yours. Like, no, if I, can't, if I can't process it, it can't be true. Oh, stop it. You've got to tell your carnal mind, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. So people are just, no, God created those people. You know what? That's your carnal solution to this thing. God don't make nations. God sends a seed. Jesus came as a seed in Omen. The, the Israelites are under the oppression of the Romans. They're waiting for a general to come riding on a horse and come free them. What does God do? God sends a seed. God says, I'll show you. A seed will take this whole thing down. You've got to get the seed that is Christ. You've got to actually tell the Holy Ghost, you've got to bring that seed. I need that seed. I need that seed to form in me. Because you know what? Christ must form. You've got to tell Christ, you're going to form tonight. Now watch carefully. Watch carefully. Watch carefully. What a, be- what a beautiful name it is. Have you got strings? Go full strings, man. Softly, 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 softly. Okay, watch carefully. So how does Christ form? How does Christ form? Christ forms by a seed. Now, now let's take a seed. And can I plant the seed here? Will it grow? No. Where does seed grow? Okay, so if I go to soil and I take the seed and I put the seed on the ground, will it grow? It's got to go in. How am I going to get the seed in the ground? Pardon? got to dig it. So I've got to break the soil. So the only way for the seed to grow, the ground's got to be. So the only way that Christ is going to form in you, you got to get hurt. So the only reason God sent you to a church is for someone to? Someone got to hurt you. So every time we get hurt, what do we do? I'm leaving that church. I'm going to another church. Now you get to that church, what happens? Somebody? Who's behind your hurt? God's behind your hurt because he's trying to get the Holy Ghost to get the seed in you. But the problem is you want the seed on you. God is saying, I got to get the seed in you. You can't because you've got to deal with your pain. Don't believe me. Go to Isaiah 53.10. Don't believe me. You keep running. You've got to actually sit your pain out. You've got to say, you've got to say, I, I can take this. I can take. Now listen to me. The greater the hurt, the deeper the seed. The deeper the seed, the greater the anointing. I can see some of you. I can see some of you like, God, that would make sense. You can't, you can't number the number of times you got hurt. I mean, someone in church put me in jail. I sat there. I was using profanity. I backslid. I left the church. I was bitter. I was broken. How could he? It was false accusation. Three months later, the state just withdrew the case. Insufficient evidence. No one told me. What was happening? Watch what was happening. What did God do to Jesus? It pleased the Lord to do what? 
Why? Because Christ had to form in Jesus. And the only way, he, got to, he, got to, he had to bruise him. He had to break him. So, so, so who broke Jesus? God did. God used Judas to break, to break Jesus. So don't blame Judas. Judas is innocent. God used Judas. So who killed Jesus? God did. Why? Because God knew Christ has got a form. Now watch what Jesus, watch what Jesus does. Jesus is already transitioning to Christ. Now, as Christ, he can't die. Because Christ is spirit. So what does he say? He says, no man takes my life. Come on, you're going to touch someone. You say, I got to do this. So basically, so basically, what do you do to your Judas? You say to your Judas, what are you using? You, you use, you, no, before, you say, what are you using? Judas, take out a small knife. You say, put that away. Here you go. That's a knife. If you're going to do it, I need the seed deep. Because the greater the Christ, the greater the power, the greater the wisdom. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. How does Joseph get to the palace? You've got to be betrayed. they got to hurt you. Listen to me. There's perspective in your pain. Uh, can, I, I, just, I, just, I just hear pennies dropping. Because some of you are even divorced. Because that is the level of your Christ. I mean, you were a good wife. But he left you anyway. Because he was going to leave anyway. And God said, you're a good Judas. I need to get the seed into her. I need you to leave. You're going to leave, leave now. So we can get the seed into her. In the meantime, when you turned, you became bitter to all men. It's got nothing to do with men. It has to do with Christ has got a form. Because the harder you are, the harder you are, the harder God's got to dig. You don't understand Hurt me. Yes, I do. I was hard. Christ has got a form. Come. You got to just touch your neighbor, tell your neighbor. Now it makes sense. Oh, now it makes sense. So all this time, God's been trying to get the power to you. The only way for him to get the power to you is to get pain through you. The power doesn't get to you till pain goes through you. So Jesus is the first fruit. So, so can I tell you the best part? The physical death on the cross, that was the easiest of Jesus' part. The worst part was the emotional pain. The emotional pain. The emotional pain of watching Peter. I mean, he just said a few days earlier, upon this rock will I establish my church. Then Peter says, I won't deny you. He says, Peter, keep quiet. Shh, don't, 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 Peter. Peter says, I'll die with you. He says, before the cock crows, you won't deny me thrice. Now, he was, Jesus was getting a double portion of pain because there's Judas who must betray him. There's Peter, the rock is betraying him. His, his family are nowhere to be found. 
So he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's when Christ starts forming. How do we know? Because the Bible says, when they came to get him, he said to them, watch, watch how Christ is forming. The power's already on him. He says, whom do you seek? They said, we seek Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. Wait a minute. What did God say to Moses? What must you tell Pharaoh who sent you? He says to them, he says, I am. He, they all fell back. He says, sorry, 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 come back. He's saying to the power, down, down. Let me get the pain. Because his pain had already begun. So the power was already forming. He suppresses the power. Come on, tell someone, suppress your power. Let Christ form first. I told you I'm going to open the door. You're going to walk through it yourself. Because that's what many preachers don't do. Many preachers don't give you an opportunity to lay hands on yourself. The Bible says, and David spoke to his soul. He said, be still, my soul. You've got to tell your soul right now, be still, my soul. Because your soul is busy saying, yeah, but they hurt you. Say, shut up. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Notice what he says. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. His sweat drops of blood. He says, my soul is heavy, even unto death. What was he doing? You know what he was doing? My soul is heavy. He was killing Adam. He was putting Adam to death once and for all. Because he was saying, after this, there'll be no more Adams. I am the last Adam. Never again will we lead a defeated life. And for that, he was saying, break me, Father. Christ has got to form. Form Christ that is going to form in every single one after me. Are you understanding how you get your power? Come on, everybody stand. Let's do this. Now watch the power. Watch the power of Christ. Watch the power of Christ. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm prepared to bet money right now. I'm a betting man. I'll bet right now there's an anointing on every single one of you. Some of you just like shivers running through you. That's the power of God. No gimmicks. No blowing. No screaming. You see, because I don't do noise. I do light. Christ is the light. And so you know what you do? You access this thing by yourself. Because if I access it for you, you're going to owe me for the rest of your life. I don't want you owing me. You've got to tell yourself. Talk to yourself. Say, you've got to get this. You've got to transition. And I'm prepared to guarantee you're going to see miracles. The miracles won't be many because Philip went and he preached Christ. Now, Philip was already schooled in this thing. So there's these miracles and demons coming out. You're going to see that. You're going to just walk past people, man, and the thing will manifest. You're not even going to lay hands on people. That's old level. You're going to walk past and point and say, you've got to get out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. And it'll go. Some of you are going to walk different. You're literally going to start walking. You're going to actually walk like you own the street. You're not even going to know you're doing it. People are going to be like, why are you walking like that? Because something is birthed inside you. The power of God and the wisdom of God is now your portion. So what we're going to do is, remember in the glory, 
There's no time. So what are we going to do? We're going to go back in time quickly. You're going to go to the people that hurt you. And you're going to forgive them. No screaming, no shouting, no gimmicks. You're going to go back in time. I wasn't there. You were there. You go back. So you're going to go back and you, when you get to the point of the hurt, you're going to say to them, do it again. Why? Because I need you to hurt me. Because the Holy Ghost, the moment you hurt, the Holy Ghost brings the seed. Because he's going to plant the seed. So the Holy Ghost is not going to come and work your soil. You do it. Because when it happened the first time, you never understood. So the Holy Ghost like, okay, so he's not getting it, so i got to go. So the Holy Ghost took the seed and left. Now we're going to go back in time. You go to the point of the hurt. So watch what Jesus does. When the Holy Ghost is about to bring the seed, watch what he does. He says, Father, forgive them. He's saying, it's not about them. He's actually saying, Father, you're focusing on them. Don't focus on them. Send your Holy Ghost. I'm ready. The moment that's happened, he says, the seed goes in. He says, Father, into thy hand. I command my spirit. What was he saying? He's saying, I'm ready to go into hell. Because Hebrews 4, he's got to go lead captivity captive. But in order to get into hell, he's going to need power. So he needs for Christ to form. So when he gets to hell, he's going to turn hell upside down. With what? With the power of Christ, man. Who's ready? Go back in time. Go back in time. Transition. Just go back in time. Go back. Every single hurt. Now, the Holy Ghost is going to show you the hurt. Don't start screaming and shouting and making a noise. It's not about that. It's about getting the seed. So when the Holy Ghost comes to comfort, you say, don't comfort me. Put the seed in. You might be crying. You might be like, you don't understand the level of hurt. Get past the hurt. Tell the Holy Ghost, put the seed in. Put the seed in. Tell him, tell him. Put in the seed. There we go. The seed going in. There's, there's a seed going in. Just get your seed in. Some of you feeling shivers running up and down. You tell the Holy Ghost, that's enough. Put the seed in. I'm ready. Put the seed in. Let Christ form. The moment the seed gets in, you say, Christ, form. Form in me. Form in me. I need the power. Yeah. See, now that's anointing. That's anointing that you're feeling. That's anointing. Now, what, what does the Bible say? Christ in you. The hope of? Oh, so that's how you get the glory. You got to get the seed. And that seed brings the glory. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you are standing, you're facing your Judas. Say, it's okay. You can do it again. I wasn't ready the first time. I'm ready this time. I know now why you were sent. And you know what you're going to tell Judas? As he stabs you, you're going to say, it's okay. I love you. It's okay. I love you because Jesus loves you. I love you. I love you. I love you for what you're doing. Say to him, say, you just, the Father's just using you. The Father's just using you to get a wound in me so we can get the seed in. I almost, I almost look forward to hurting my life now. 
and I get hurt. Now and then, now and then I just pick a fight with my wife because I know she can hurt me. And when she's hurt me, guess what I do? I say, Holy Ghost, you got another seed there that you can bring? Because V really hurt me. Listen, every hurt is another seed. Every time you hurt, you're broken. Every time you're broken, the soil is broken, you can take another seed. <laughs> Some of you are going to go looking for hurt. Because <laughs> while they hurt you, you're going to say, it's okay, I forgive you. It's not about you. It's about getting me another, another seed. I can, I can take it. Holy Ghost, bring it. Bring it. I need it. You got to tell yourself, there's no way I hurt the way I hurt for nothing. No way. Now I know this perspective to the pain. Now, now I know why I hurt. No, no, now I can, now I can take it. Now I can handle it. Now I'm getting something out of this deal. I, it was just hurt before. I just slept and I couldn't sleep and I had insomnia and I had pain and I had bitterness and anger and resentment. Now I know why. Now it makes sense. Some of you are on your third and your fourth hurts already. Just keep going through. Keep going through. And just keep telling the Holy Ghost, bring it. Bring it. So your daddy left. That's okay. That's part of it. So your mom died. You never processed it. It's okay. It was all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Christ. Take your right hand, put your right hand on your tummy. And just say, Christ, all. In the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost, bring more seed. I'm raw. I'm broken. I'm wounded. But we can do this. Now remember, he's a comforter. Why would Jesus say he's a comforter? Why would he call him a comforter? You ever worried about that? He's a comforter because when you're broken, He comforts you with the seed. Get it in. Get it in. Get it in. Tell yourself, this is my power. This is my power. Oh, I love these moments. I love these moments. This is the Holy Ghost moment. So now watch the power, watch the power, watch the power. Christ is the power of God, the wisdom of God. Now you say to him, Father, I receive the power and the wisdom. I receive it in my innermost being, in my spirit. Something shifts tonight. This is spirit. Say, Father, I'm not going to fall. Not tonight. I'll fall another night. But tonight I need to get some stuff first. I'm going to work some stuff through. Yes, Lord. Yeah, get it. Yeah, get it. Get it. Get it. Now you're going to notice something else. You are feeling the anointing you felt before where you normally cried. Now you're not crying. You're feeling an anointing where you normally fell. Now you're not falling. No, no, no. Listen to me. It's me, but it's not me. This is the new me. Now I'm learning how to process the Spirit. You see, because as long as you're just falling, 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 you're going to be ministered to. Tonight you shift. Now you become a minister. So now you're going to be praying for people. They'll be falling. So now you're going to teach them. You're going to say, hold on, hold on. 
and you try and pick them up. If they get up, you say, you never really fell. Let me minister to you first. When I'm done with you, I'll put you down. So when you pray for people, they'll have pain, things running through them. That's going to be the power and wisdom of God. Yeah, some of you, some of you are right at the cross. You, 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 you're stepping through the cross. You're crossing the cross. Now you're going to meet Christ. It's not the same Jesus. He's bigger. He holds planets in his hand. The same guy, but he's on the other side. He's no longer the son of God. He's God the Son. That's your portion. That's your portion. Some of you, some of you right now, you're feeling big. I'm bigger. Don't panic. Don't panic. You feel like you're expanding. Some of you, like, it's almost like your distant vision. It's like, like every, like, I look small. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's the spirit. Because what's happening is now he's revealing your true size to you. It's almost like you're on top of a building. It's the power. It's the power of God. Yeah, come on. Work it. Listen to me. Let it work through you. Just let it work through you. Now all of a sudden, your problems start to look smaller. All of a sudden, the challenges. Listen to me. You're going to laugh at cancer. Listen to me. You're going to see nothing as impossible. You see a crippled person, you're like, should I? It's like you're ready to go at all times. It's like you got this, it's like you got, it's like you got the soup, you got the soup on you. Why? Christ is forming. It's the power of the Spirit. Take your left hand, put your hand on your head. righteousness of God in Christ. Power and wisdom is my portion. Christ is forming. By tomorrow morning, the first seed will be fully formed. A tree will have grown and the first fruit will be love. I will love every person irrespective of color, of religion, of creed, of gender. I just love people because the fruit of the Spirit is love. So I call the first fruit. I call it out. Love, grow. Right, right now, so, so, some of you, some of you, the Spirit, the Spirit's five seconds. That's what you don't get. So right now, you just turn and you say, Father, forgive them. Now, why are you saying, Father, forgive them? You see, because the Bible says God visits the iniquities of the fathers to the third and the fourth generation. So what you're doing now is you're saying to, you're saying to God, I see you've got issues forgiving some of these people, but I've forgiven them. You're saying, come on, Father, back off. Because when the plague ran through Israel, the Bible says, and Moses stood between the living and the dead. So right now, what are you doing? You are calling God off your enemies. You're saying, no, 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 leave them. Love has grown now. I forgave them. I understood why they did what they did. So you're saying to God, don't deal with them. Don't. Come on, tell God. Say, Father, don't deal with them. Say to him, Father, I've got this. You can relax. 
feeling free. Oh man, a burden's off me. A burden's off me. Because now I know why they did what they did. So now I'm good. Come on, touch someone and say, I'm good. Because I'm good. We're going to give Christ a minute or two more to form. Because if the Holy Spirit brings, if you suddenly remember a hurt, that's Him. He's just saying to you, you haven't dealt, so you deal with it. Now some of you, your betrayal runs deep. Because your Judas was your brother and your sister. I want to warn you. At this point, I've got to warn you. I've got to, be, I've got to teach you to be smart. Because remember, Christ is not only the power. Christ is also the wisdom. Now, some of you, because love has grown, you become stupid. So what you've got to do is you've got to understand there's some people. You've got to love them from a distance. Because they're serial offenders. They're going to hurt you again and again and again. So what you've got to do is now you've got to be as wise as a serpent. Yet as gentle as a dove. That's what it is. It's Christ. It's that dimension that's being spoken of there. So you've got to be smart now. You handle people smartly. So what do you do is you're this gentle person. In other words, they can't affect your temperature. Yeah. I'm not a thermometer. Listen, I set the temperature. I determine the temperature. So, so no matter what the temperature on the outside, my inside temperature is constant. Why? Christ is formed. Okay, now, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach you one more thing, then I'm going to sit down. Every one of you need to do something tomorrow morning. When you wake up tomorrow morning, take a clothing peg. A clothing, you know, a, a peg? A, what do you call a clothes peg? So you take a clothes peg, and you put it on your left shoulder. For the next seven days, every morning you wake up, you carry that peg on your shoulder all day. You know what that peg is going to do? Because notice something. When the Holy Ghost brings Christ as a seed, watch what happens. When Jesus comes out of the River Jordan, the Bible says, and the Holy Ghost descended like a dove and rested on him. The Holy Ghost never left. Now here's the problem. The fruit of the Spirit is love. That fruit is to keep the Holy Ghost. Because many of us, you go through a situation and feathers go flying. The Holy Ghost ends up in a bunch of feathers because you just lose it and you just kill everyone around you, including the poor Holy Ghost. So what you do is, the Holy Ghost never left. He settled and he, and he rested. So what you do is, you're going to put a clothes peg there. And that's your reminder when you want to lose it. Like, mm. You say to the person, I was going to hand you your behind. Christ is forming. What's ahead of me is greater than what's behind me. I can't let you rob me. Come on, just tell your neighbor. Come on, just point to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I would, but. So what are you now doing? Can I tell you what I'm teaching you to do? Protect the presence. Why? I want the power. If you want the power, you've got to protect the presence. Because remember when the Holy Ghost brings Christ as a seed, He don't leave. He stays because He got a whole lot of seeds and He's waiting for you. The moment you hurt, He's like, I got a seed for you. The Bible says, and Jesus, for the joy that was set before Him, 
endured the cross, despising the shame. Why? He knew Christ was going to come again and again and again. Are we going to get the clothes today? Get it on for the week. I'm going to just teach you how to protect the presence. Guys are like, so what's with the pigs? Say, you're not even going to understand it. I'm going somewhere with this. I want to start laying hands and see the sick recover. I want to start laying hands and I want to see the cripple walk. I want to see the dead raised. I'm moving to that level. Come on, tell your neighbor, that's my dimension. Come on, let's just do one last thing. Take your hand, put your hand on your tummy, protect your seat. Protect your seat. Just protect your seat. Say, Christ, you form undisturbed. I'm not messing with the process. Now, some of you are going to walk out of the door and someone is going to go rain on your parade. Don't worry about that. Don't, don't, don't. You just, you got to just, you got to. I got him. Come on, tell your neighbor, I got him. And I'm not losing him. There's perspective to my pain now. You got this? Can I rest now? Can I go back to Africa? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, just put your hands in the atmosphere. Let's just thank God. This concludes another life-changing teaching from Hungry for God Church. For social media updates and more teachings from our pastors and leaders, please visit our site, h4gchurch.com.